Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's program, we will be discussing the second of a four-part series about the restoration of the family unit. We'll be studying what the Bible teaches about womanhood. More about our subject after you've had some music. Rest beyond the rain. 
The Restoration of the Family Unit Part 2 Womanhood We will discuss this subject tonight with answers from the Bible. Have a pen and a paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight we will be discussing these questions together. For what purpose was a woman created? What feminine qualities is the gospel to restore to a woman? When is a woman ready for marriage? How is a woman to be a wife and to support her husband? And how is a woman to help raise children to the glory of God? And so before we start our study this evening, listeners, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for voicing the wilderness, internet radio, streaming live on the internet from London. Lord, as we're about to study your word this evening, once again we ask your Holy Spirit to be with us, bless us, and teach us, and open our minds to understand your word of truth is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For what purpose was a woman created? We read in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We read in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The Bible teaches us that God created man in his own image. This text does not only mean a man as a male, but also mankind as a whole, because the scriptures make it clear that male and female created he, God, them. And so like a man, a woman was created to reflect the image of Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is the image of God, the second person of the Godhead. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 11 and verse 27. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. 
and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. We read in the book of 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Godhead, reveals to both male and female human beings God the Father. This is the order that the Godhead has set up in the universe. As we stated last week, we must understand this first listeners in order to understand the true purpose of our existence as human beings upon this earth. We read in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We read in the book of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creepeth thing that creepeth upon the earth. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verses 18 and 21 to 23. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And so, as we shared last week, the Bible teaches us that God's image is righteousness and true holiness. This is the light that shines from God. The woman, made from the rib, taken from man, was to receive the righteousness and holiness of God, through Jesus Christ the Lord. She was created to reflect the light of God's love. Note, listeners, that God created a woman to be a help meet for man. Now what do the words help meet mean? Let us let the Bible interpret itself. We read in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 21, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honour, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. To be meet for God is to be a vessel unto honour, sanctified and worthy for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. Thus woman was made to be a being worthy for God's use, worthy to be a help for man. Through Jesus Christ, a woman was created to receive God's love, and through God's love, by the side of a man, 
help to rule over all the lower orders of being on this planet Earth. We read in the book of 1 John chapter 4 and verses 8 to 9. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. We read in the book of 1 John chapter 5 and verses 11 to 13. And this is the record that God have given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that have the Son have life, and he that have not the Son of God have not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Mankind, male and female, were created to live through the Son of God. It is through creation and also through redemption that God seeks to restore his purpose of love towards us again through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the central being of the universe. Now what feminine qualities is the gospel to restore to a woman? We read in the book of John chapter 5 and verse 39, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. We read in the book of Psalms chapter 119 and verse 172, My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Jesus has taught us that the scriptures testify of him. As mankind was created by Jesus Christ to reflect his righteousness and holiness, and as all that God commands men and women to do is righteous, we can learn from the character of Jesus Christ and the women in the Bible who were obedient to God what true love and true womanhood really is. We read in the book of Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he, Jesus, went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. We read in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 7 to 9, speaking again about Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learnt he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. We read in the book of Luke chapter 2 and verses 36 to 37. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, and of the tribe of Asa. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. Jesus showed by his devotional example, and faithful women of God recorded in Scripture show by their example that not only men, but women also need to devote themselves to God daily and commune with him who created her. 
Thus, a woman loses none of her femininity, but rather gains it, as she prays for strength to resist temptation and to be obedient to God's commandments of true love. We read in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17, and verses 9 to 15. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. This is the Lord speaking to Elijah. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring thee, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. Listeners, especially listening women, these scriptures teach that a real woman would put God first before her own family, even before her own starving child. Now why have I shared these particular scripture texts tonight? Because many modern day women think that they should put their career and looks and children before God. Yes, even modern day Christian women. But here the Lord reveals in scripture what a real woman will do and what real femininity is about. This woman took care of the man of God before she took care of herself and her starving child. And by doing this, she preserved not only the life of the servant of God, but she preserved the life of herself and her child throughout the time of drought. We read in the book of Acts chapter 9 and verses 36 and 39. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds which she did. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping, and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. The Bible singles out a disciple of Jesus called Dorcas as an example for women to follow. Dorcas was a woman full of good works and alms deeds. Alms deeds means that she showed compassion towards the poor. Dorcas made coats and garments for widows. We see what the gospel of Jesus Christ does for a woman. Through the power of God, 
a woman does good in her community, helping those, especially in the church, who need the most help. Now, just like I shared with men last week about the lie that manhood is being an alpha male, I will share this week with women one of the main reasons why the modern feminist and women's empowerment movement came into being in this world. Let us listen to this short clip that was recorded with an ex-Hollywood producer called Aaron Russell. Well, one of the things they told me was that um, he was at the house one night and uh, we were talking talk and he started laughing. He said, Aaron, what do you think women's liberation was about? And uh, I said, I, I had pretty conventional thinking about it at that point. I said, I think it's about women having the right to work, getting equal pay with men, just like they won the right to vote. You know, and he started to laugh. He said, you're an idiot. And I said, why am I an idiot? He said, you want me, let me tell you what that was about. We, the Rockefellers, funded that. We funded Women's Lib, you know. And we're the ones who got all over the newspapers and television, the Rockefeller Foundation. He says, and you want to know why? He said, there were two primary reasons. And they were, one reason was, we couldn't tax half the population before Women's Lib. And the second reason was, now we get the kids in school at an early age. We can indoctrinate the kids how to think. So it breaks up the family. The, the kids start looking at the state as the family, as the school, as the officials, as their family, not as the parents teaching them. And so those are the two prim primary reasons for women's love, which, which I thought up to that point was a noble thing. You know, when I saw their intentions behind it, where they were coming from when they created it, the thought of it, I saw, I saw the evil behind what I thought was a noble adventure. And so listeners, we see that the elite, the bankers and ruling corporations, who are, as we studied in previous broadcasts, directed and controlled by the Roman Catholic Church, they have funded the feminist women's liberation and empowerment movements not to empower women, but rather to break up the family unit and to re-educate and control children through their own system of satanic government. We will look more at this matter in part four of our series called The Restoration of the Family Unit. We'll now have a break for some music. heart I will pray every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart I will pray every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart I will pray every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart I will pray Upon the mountain my Lord spoke Out of his mouth came fire and smoke There's not but one train that runs its track It runs to heaven, runs right back Every time I feel the Spirit Moving in my heart, I will pray Every time I feel the Spirit Moving in my heart, I will pray. 
into the valley I didn't go to stay My soul got happy And I stayed all day Looked all around me And it looked so fine I asked the good Lord If all was mine Every time I feel the Spirit Moving in my heart I will pray Every time I feel the Spirit Moving in my heart I will pray Every time I feel the Spirit Moving in my heart I will pray Every time I feel the Spirit Moving in my heart Moving in my heart Moving in my heart I will pray When is a woman ready for marriage? We read in the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. We read in the book of Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The Bible teaches four fundamental stages in life. Preparation to receive Christ, preparation for ministry, preparation for a life partner, and preparation to bring a life into the world. At every stage, like a man, a woman is to seek Christ first for his divine counsel and guidance. A woman is not to become a wife before she has given her heart to Christ and not before she has understood her mission and calling in life in God's service, which, as a helpmeet, is to support the ministry of her husband. A woman should also be careful about the man that she chooses, and should really wait for her mind to be pure before she chooses someone, because like appreciates like. If a woman's mind is impure, she will only be attracted to impure men. But if a woman's mind is pure in Christ, then she will only be interested in a husband and companion who will help to keep her mind and body pure and beautiful like Jesus Christ. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 20 and verses 25 to 28. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. And they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus has taught us that true greatness does not consist of being in the highest position 
and giving orders to others, but rather that it comes through service towards others. This applies especially in the marriage relation. Just as men are to be ready to serve their wives, women are to prepare themselves to serve their husbands when they become married. We will look more at this as we study this evening. Now, how is a woman to be a wife and to support her husband? We read in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, and verses 22 to 24. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the saviour of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. We read the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 and verses 1 to 6. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Dear listeners, the Bible is clear about how a wife is to support her husband. As the church is subject to Christ, so is a wife to be, to be subject to her husband. I'll read that again. As the church is subject to Christ, so is a wife to be subject to her husband. This is the study and practice and school of a lifetime, one of which wives, if they want to be true women, must be willing to learn daily at the foot of the cross. The Bible teaches that a woman is not to adorn herself outwardly with expensive jewellery and clothing, but with the inward adorning of a meek and quiet spirit. Here is to be her most precious garment, and here we see the role that a wife is to play in a marriage alongside her husband. She is to have a quiet, godly, gentle influence alongside her husband, not a loud, aggressive one. She is not to be forward, talkative, and always making herself noticed. A wife's duty is to be a faithful Christian, which means not going ahead in front of her husband, but she is to work together with him in all matters concerning the inside and outside of the home. This is God's plan for a woman. Now how is a woman to help raise children to the glory of God? We read the book of Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. 
Concerning this Bible text, I will read from Volume 3 of Testimonies for the Church. Woman is to fill a more sacred and elevated position in the family than the king upon his throne. Her great work is to make her life a living example, which she should wish her children to copy. By precept, as well as example, she is to store their minds with useful knowledge and lead them to self-sacrifice in labour for the good of others. The great stimulus to the toiling, burdened mother should be that every child who is trained aright and who has the inward adorning, the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, will have a fitness for heaven and will shine in the courts of the Lord. Will mothers of this generation feel the sacredness of their mission and try not to vie with their wealthy neighbours in appearances, but seek to excel them in faithfully performing the work of instructing their children for the better life? If children and youth were trained and educated the habits of self-denial and self-control, if they were taught that they eat to live instead of living to eat, there will be less disease and less moral corruption. There will be little necessity for temperance crusades, which amount to so little. If in the youth who form and fashion society, right principles in regard to temperance could be implanted, they would then have moral worth and moral integrity to resist, in the strength of Jesus, the pollutions of these last days. That's Testimonies for the Church, Volume 3, pages 566-567, Ellen G. White. Listeners, I pray that all the women who are mothers and who are hearing this message tonight will understand what has been read here, prayerfully and carefully. We read in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, and verses 13 to 14, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and deliver his soul from hell. We read in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, and verse 15, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but the child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. These Bible texts apply not only to men, but to women also. For in the absence of the father, the mother, when necessary, is to seriously correct her child. Not to brutalize the child to death, but to ensure that when necessary, stripes are given. Not in the anger, but through the love of God, to drive out the foolishness that the devil seeks to place in a seriously disobedient infant. I made this plain last week and will say it again that if any parent listening thinks that you are better than God or know better methods than him, woe be unto you. The lessening of the rod of correction and please listen carefully, in love, not in anger, is one of the main evils that has caused so much violence and crime in modern society. Satanists and witches planned this. The Bible makes it plain we read in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 23, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. As we mentioned last week, humanists and witches, many who now call themselves feminists, 
plan for the governments of the world to legislate that children cannot be smacked by parents. This is because they designed for children to become rebels against the God of heaven. We will listen tonight to the excerpt, to the excerpt mentioned last week from The Origin of the Aquarian Age by James Albito. People look at the women's movement today as a great boon for society. Listen, the women's liberation movement is tied deeply into the occult of witchcraft, which was a matriarchal form of religion. It is a belief that the female is superior. It goes clear back to the ancient sexual worship of the female womb. These people in a new guise are actually flaunting ideas and theories that are thousands of years old. Many of, the, many of those people behind that uh, women's movement are not only lesbians, but many of them are deeply involved in the occult. And the rest of the society changes their attitudes. They change their values to meet these movements that appear to come from the intellectual and educated circles. The Sukkis Circle, this organization, Sukkis, a society for sex education in the schools in the United States, flaunts the belief that children should be involved in all types of sexual activities when they're young. I'm not going to read these because they're too gross to read, but these are the things that they've said over public television about children. Well, let's just look at these, these three points right here. Merging or reversing the sexes or sex roles they believe is healthy. Liberating children from their families. They teach if a child is six years old and his values have been from a Christian home that he is emotionally disturbed and must be straightened out by these humanists. Abolishing the family as we know it. Once you abolish the family, you have total anarchy in a society. There is nothing stable anymore. People want to be loved. They want to belong. And the ones they want to be respected and, and loved by the most are their parents. You destroy that bond in a family and you've destroyed the very foundation of their lives. It's a horrible thing that these people are doing. But behind what's called the National Education Association in America, a very powerful organization for, for uh, promoting humanistic education, working with the teachers' union, it's many parents have been sent to jail because they've tried to educate their children at home to free them from this humanistic teachings that are teaching revolution, violence, and the peace movement in the, in the schools. They begin with them at preschool and they destroy all Christian moral value. And then they teach these children to follow their own guide, to follow the guide within, to set their own moral values. Friends, that is how the witches have raised their children for centuries. And now in, in California, they're not allowed to spank the children any longer. They've done away with corporal punishment, saying that that would breed violence. When as they've done away with it, systematically, they have breeded the most violent society the world has ever seen. Children want to be disciplined. They want to know their boundaries. It's one way that parents teach the children that they love them. is through real discipline. Discipline done in love. I'm not putting my children in school. They're going to be in heaven, not in any, any school here. And so, mothers, you who have such an important role in the rearing and upbringing of children in this world, follow in all areas of your life the counsels of the Lord. You will have a great reward in this life and in the next if you help to raise and educate a child to follow Christ for the glory of God.
But if you bring up your child slackly and educate them to cultivate bad habits and cause them like Satan to rebel against the government of God and to become a criminal in this world, you'll be lost. Please do not take this matter lightly, mothers. Eternal interests are at stake, restoration or ruin the results. We'll now have a break for some music and come back with some closing thoughts. Grace and peace 
For our closing thoughts this evening, here is what the Spirit of God declares what a woman should aspire to. If you seek the grace of Christ, if you follow the path where Jesus leads the way, you will become more and more a true woman. You will grow in grace, become wiser by experience, and as you advance from light to a greater light, you will become happier. Remember, your life belongs to Jesus and that you are not to live for yourself alone. As taken from a call to stand apart, page 50, E.G. White. Listeners, I pray this evening that all that we've shared from the Word of God will be a blessing and that it will help to direct women and mothers in the way that God wants them to go. So let us now pray to close our study this evening. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word and the Bible is a complete book. Your word is truly a manual and Lord, it's truly through living by your word that we can only truly find happiness. And I pray, Lord, that all the women who are listening tonight, whether they are single or married, Lord, that they would look at their lives and trace it step by step. And that this day, Lord, that they would renew their vows towards you and to the loving purpose that you've called them for. And so, Lord, as we continue to study your word and this subject about the restoration of the family unit, I pray, Lord, that we would not only hear your word, but that we will practice your word by your grace and your love and power, and that we'll become better people, better men, better women, better children. Lord, for your glory and for your grace. So, Lord, I pause a little while longer this evening because I know that in this world, especially at this time, it's very difficult for both parents to raise up children. There are so many different distractions, so many different odds that seem to be running against them through government legislation, through the wickedness that are in the cities and in the surrounding areas. It seems for many, Lord, that it's too much and it's too big a battle to face, but your grace is sufficient. And I pray that all parents would realize that you have eternal power and there's nothing that you cannot do if you would simply have faith. So bless the mothers, bless the fathers as well, bless the little children, and I pray, Lord, that there will be a renewal in vows to serve you and that there will be greater love shown in the family and in the church and in society is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Listeners, if you have any questions, if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section and find the title Bible Readings for the Home. Between chapters 166 to 172, 
you will find more information about the subject, the restoration of the family unit. These chapters will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash that's i n z t h e dash wilderness dot podcast page dot i o forward slash if you would like to support voice in the wilderness internet radio financially then please send your donation through our website at vitwradio.org click on the page called about us you can donate to us there on next week's program listeners we will discuss childhood well that's it for tonight good night listeners and god bless Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.